Hello, everybody. This is Wendy with Mostly Single, and I'm here with episode two. Today, I want to talk a little bit about change and how we can welcome change into our life. What is change? What is the definition of change? Change is when you make someone or something different alter or modify as in I want to change my outfit I don't want to wear these black pants I want to wear my blue jeans so you change into your blue jeans or I don't like my hair today I don't like the gray hairs coming out I want to dye my hair and change it black which I'm going to do in the next couple of weeks I really will Changing someone else is something that I don't recommend you try and do. Change has to be something that you want to do for yourself. There may be circumstances in your life that make you want to change for someone else, but I found with my personal experience change the want and desire to change comes from within from me wanting to change something about my life or myself to better myself but that's kind of getting a little bit too deep to start things off for this episode i believe the one constant in life is change no matter how old we get Change happens and there are things that are beyond our control. Now, there are things I've learned that I can control in my life. And I'm often referred back to the Serenity Prayer, which was composed in the 1940s. Although I've read that it was 1951, so I really don't know. And I don't know if this is copyrighted or not, so I'm going to read it anyway. It's called the Serenity Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. This is something I've always come back to. To accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can change. And wisdom to know the difference between the two. So how do you know what you can change and what you cannot change? Let's go a bit uh, deeper here into the current world situation with the pandemic. Now, where I live, we have a set of uh, restrictions that we must follow or we can get fined if we uh, break those restrictions. Like, we can't have parties, we can't really get together with friends unless it's outside. And who wants to do that in minus 40 degrees weather? I know I don't. I don't want to do anything outside right now. Even taking the garbage out is really, really cold. So I'm home alone recording this podcast episode for you at 4 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. On Valentine's Day. So that's something I can't control. I can't control when there are restrictions in place. And I, I mean, sure, I could... Uh, bend the rules a little, but I choose not to. So I guess that is something I can change. I can choose to 
follow the restrictions that my province has set out for us. Um, something else that you can't really change is maybe you get sick or you come down with an illness that you can't control, like things like cancer or arthritis or um, Parkinson's like my dad has. You can't change that. You can get it treated. You can look after yourself with, you know, a healthy diet and healthy exercise and living a healthy lifestyle, but you still have that illness. That's something you can't change, but you can change how you cope with it and how you live with it. Something that my last supervisor said to me a few years ago when I first started working with her was something I'll never forget. And she said, you can't change how somebody is, but you can change how you react to them. Now, of course, in the light of, you know, the Me Too movement and everything that's come about from Hollywood, um, it's kind of almost like allowing abusive and toxic people to continue the way they are. But in my mind, I realized I had to work with this one person that I didn't get along with no matter what I did. And so I knew I couldn't change the situation. I had to work with her for, you know, that year. But what I could change was how I reacted to her. And I did the best job that I could. I did everything that was asked of me, and I responded to her in a different manner. And it kind of made my life a little bit easier. Which I found out later on that she was bad-mouthing me to other people anyway, so it really didn't matter what I did to her. But at the end of the day... My changing my reaction to her just made life a little bit easier. So that really stuck with me. And now instead of allowing people to be abusive to me, I changed my behavior towards them. So I don't want to name any names, for example, but I have one relative who likes to pick fights for no reason. And it got to the point where I just stopped responding to her. If I responded to her in a negative way, it gave her the reaction that she was looking for. And then she would just kind of go off on a, on a rant or, you know, rage and just kind of attack me. And so I started just distancing myself and responding less and less. And the more that I did that, she actually started changing her attitude towards me. Instead of picking fights, our conversations kind of became more um, enjoyable. And we're actually very close now. We get along really, really great now. So just by changing my reaction to her, instead of engaging in conflict, I just put a stop to it. And that was something that I could control. So I couldn't control her actions, but I controlled the way that I handled the situation. Um, some other things that we can control in our lives, like moving. I'm moving in 45 days. I haven't exactly found a condo yet, but I'm looking every day. And I'm not big for change in my life. Like, yes, you to a new job or a new haircut or a new outfit, things like that. But big change, 
Moving is a lot of work. It's stressful and is expensive. I've been where I live now for six years and my last condo for eight years. But now it's to the point this place is kind of falling apart and there's nothing for me to do here and I'm miserable. So I'm making this step toward making that change where I can move into a new building. And I have a long list of things I'm looking for, like a gym, a fitness center, laundry. So it's kind of making my search a little bit more difficult. But at least it's something I can change myself and get out of here and move into something that I want to move into. So that's an example of something we can change on our own. Now, if you're evicted or if the owners of your condo or apartment or house or whatever want to sell it and give you notice, that's something you can't change. That's something that you have to deal with, you know, really quickly. And I've been there before. I know how it is. And it can be stressful. Haircut is another good example. If you want to change your appearance, you can just go book an appointment at a salon, at least when we're able to, and go cut your hair. Or you can cut your hair yourself if you're brave enough to do that. You can dye your hair. You can make that physical change. You can lose weight. You can eat healthier and exercise and try and change your body structure, uh, which actually gets more difficult as we age and hormones change. So that's something I've always struggled with. We can change maybe not our relationships, but how we react to our partners and how we interact with each other, how we listen to others. I've learned over the last few years that listening is really important. It can't be all about me. I need to give my friends and family a chance to talk and talk about their feelings and their issues. And it's, relationships are kind of a two-way street. You give and you receive. So you kind of have to balance each other out. Otherwise, one person feels... You know, they might start feeling, um, my mind just went blank and I've lost the word for it, but they might start feeling resentful towards you if you're doing all the taking, you know, like it's all about you. And I've written articles about this on the blog more in uh, depth on narcissism and what those kind of people are like. But when it comes to relationships, what you can change and control is how you interact with each other, how you listen to the other person, and how you communicate with them. It's not a good idea to try and change your partner because in my experience, that never worked. I tried to change my ex-boyfriend, if you want to call him that. I don't know what to call him. He was more of a friends with benefits, an older friends with benefits, and... Uh, it was a very toxic relationship and one that I talk about quite a bit on my vlog. But I tried to change him and then it took me like four years before I finally realized he was never going to change. He said he would. He said he would get better about certain things, but it only got worse over time. And then by the end of the relationship, I realized that I had changed myself so much to be with him and to adapt to his way of life that I kind of lost sight to who I was 
and I was becoming this person that I didn't like, this clingy and needy person who wanted to know where he was at all times, and that's not the person that I am, at least not today, not as a single, strong, and independent woman, but that's who I was, and that's how he made me turn out to be, but it was also my doing, because it's complicated. It's really complicated. I blame myself for a lot of what happened in that relationship, too. Sometimes people are very toxic towards each other, and they bring out the worst in each other, while other times, you know, people bring out the best in each other, and they compliment each other. And that really is what makes or breaks a relationship, is when you compliment each other, you balance each other out, and you know how to compromise and work together to find solutions that you know help you get through difficult times and changes because changes happen all the time another good example of change is when you lose somebody you're close to my mother died seven years ago and I was in my 30s I'm in my 40s now and it Still doesn't seem any easier to accept. There are days I miss her more now than I did when she first died. At first I thought that it was kind of a blessing that she was gone and she was no longer pain, in pain. But now I just miss the sound of her voice. And at times I even kind of forget what her voice sounded like because it has been so long since I've heard it. And thank goodness we have video recordings and pictures to remind me of her as a person and what she was like. But losing her impacted the entire family and uh, it made me realize how precious life was and that we shouldn't take any time we have with each other for granted. I think I really started to change as a person when I started doing therapy earlier this year. I had never been in therapy before, and it was recommended when I was having some anxiety about work and dealing with challenges in the workplace. And I've been in therapy since April 2020 with the same therapist, and I really enjoy chatting with her. She gives me a lot of great uh, tips and advice that I hope to pass on to you as well. Um, Not only from her, but through my research and through my own personal experiences. She's given me a lot of good wisdom and tips on how to control things. Or not control, but how to deal with things as they kind of come my way. I'll get more into that perhaps in another episode. So there's a lot that we can accept in our life when it comes to change. We may not always have control over the change, but we can control how we react to it, how we prepare for the change, and how we can move forward on with the change. Whether it's a new boss at work that you have to get to know or you got a promotion at the office or maybe you have a new roommate or a new family member like you have a new sibling or a new baby on the way. These are all examples of life changes. 
I think something I want to talk about a little bit in this blog, excuse me, I'm going to put you on pause for just one quick second. Did I say vlog? I meant episode, podcast episode. It is now 3.30 in the morning and my mind is totally just kind of shutting down. I should be sleeping with the rest of the world, but this is what insomnia does to you. Which brings me to my next point. When you are sick, this is something that you cannot control. This is something that you kind of have to accept. I've been sick for quite a while now, off and on for a few years. At first it was asthma, then it was migraines, and I was having migraines almost on a daily basis, and now kind of my arthritis and anxiety have really kicked in. Apparently I also have high blood pressure, which I've never had before. But I think that's partly due to the uh, medications I've been on. When you can't sleep, they put you on medications to help you sleep, and then it causes all these other issues. Like being wide awake at 3 o'clock in the morning with all these thoughts running through your head, and you wonder how you can get them out to people so they can listen, and you start a podcast. Because what else do you do at 3 o'clock in the morning? When you're ill for a really long time, it can kind of change your outlook on life. It can change your relationships with other people. You might want to take more time to be with others and enjoy your time with them. What I've learned is to slow down. I was working full-time, volunteering, and trying to help with my dad for a long time, and it wore me out. I'm looking at other ways to earn income from home and just kind of have a plan for the future. Should anything happen with my job, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on in the world, that job might not be there forever. So I have to think about the future and the things I can change. What I have done in the past year while at home was to learn as much as I could so I've learned about, I think I spoke about this earlier, but like e-commerce and building shops and developing as many skills as I could that I could put on my resume. And I didn't spend a dime learning all these new skills. I learned them from doing them myself, kind of figuring it out or going on YouTube and watching a tutorial. So if you find yourself suddenly with a lot of time on your hands and uh, you're looking for something to do, I highly recommend doing online courses. It's a great way to learn new skills. You can, uh, I don't know, you can learn to cook. That's how I learned to cook on YouTube. To cook all kinds of things from, you know, like casseroles and baking and everything pretty much to learning how to build websites and selling e-commerce and writing a book. I've learned pretty much everything on YouTube. So that's something I can change and control. I desire to learn more. And the more skills I have, I think the more invaluable that makes me. And I can put them on my resume. And uh, if it ever comes down to having to find a new line of work, then I've got that to back me up. When it comes to jobs... And, uh, you know, putting food on the table and paying your rent or your mortgage. That can get a little scary when you have to make a change. If you lose your job suddenly, like many people have this year, 
that's something beyond your control. And I've heard from so many people online where they are struggling to pay the rent, they can't afford food, and it just, I know what that's like. I've been there, and I know it's a terrible feeling when you have a steady paying job, and then you suddenly don't have money coming in. And if you're the only person in that household who has a job, it's a very stressful thing to go through. Now, luckily, where I live, there's a lot of support financially. I know not uh, everybody gets that support. So there's health benefits and different things. It takes a while to get them. But um, I just wanted to say I know what it's like. And I know it's a tough market out there. There's a lot of people without work. But what you can do is work on your resume, take some courses, learn some new skills, whatever you have to do to just put it on your resume, and that can help. While you're at home, try networking with people and getting your name out there. Sign up for social media. You don't have to use sites like LinkedIn or anything, but you can just get to know people because word of mouth is valuable. It's a valuable tool and resource. The people in your network can be more valuable than your own resume. A lot of it is who you know and timing as well. I believe that when the time is right, things will work out and will happen for me and things will fall into place. Like the condo. I have three weeks to find a condo, four weeks if I really push it. And I really believe that something really great will come up and I'll be ready to move in uh, 45 days. One thing I do for myself is I create goals. So every month I write down a list of goals that I want to achieve and I do this on my blog as well. And then sometimes I break that down to a couple of months or to three months or six months. But I find that if I do this, this gives me something to focus on. And it's something that I can feel good about too. For every goal that I meet, I either reward myself or I create a bigger goal to work from there. Like for instance, I wanted to write an ebook. And so I did a very short 30 page ebook. And then I wrote a 60 page book. And now I'm working on a series of books that I hope to have released in the next little while. It's just something to help pass the time and it's something I've wanted to do for a long time as well. That's something I can control and change on my own. When it comes to love and relationships, if you're in a relationship already, sometimes it's not easy to make changes. I think relationships are all about compromise and giving to each other. I mean, you can take and you can give, but there's got to be a balance. If one person does all the giving and one person does all the taking, that's where conflict usually arises. I am a firm believer that when it comes to relationships, a lot of the issues can be dealt with through communication. Sitting down and having a heart-to-heart talk about what the issue is and coming up with a a solution that works for everybody. But it's not always that easy. Sometimes it's hard to sit down and talk to people that way. One thing I got really uh, stuck on was writing down all my thoughts in the letter and then 
sending an email at four o'clock in the morning to my uh, boyfriend at the time, which never ended well. So I've stopped doing that. What I will do is write down notes to myself. Even when I have a therapist appointment, I write down main points that I want to talk about and discuss, and then I'll read through that list and we kind of cover that. So if you're struggling to talk to your partner about something that's bothering you, write it down. Don't send it to them, but write it down and then kind of review that before you sit down to talk to them. I mean, you can send them the email, but I don't recommend that. I've learned the hard way that sending an angry email at 4 o'clock in the morning does not accomplish anything. That's my advice for the day. That's the big takeaway from all of this. Don't send angry emails. What you can do is write a draft and save it for later. You know, come back 24 to 48 hours later. If you're still angry, then just kind of rewrite it and send it. Or just call the person. That's what I found works the best. So, I actually took a course on welcoming change into your life a few years ago when I got my job with the government. And I learned quite a lot. I also learned uh, how to deal with difficult people and situations. And through therapy as well, I've been giving a lot of great coping techniques. I used to kind of give therapy a hard time. I never believed in it. But now that I've been through it myself, it's opened up a whole new level of thinking and new ways of coping with change. I remember my boss said in a meeting to everybody that Wendy doesn't like change. And I felt very offended by that because that wasn't the case. It wasn't that I didn't like change. It was that I needed to prepare for change. If you're going to tell me in a meeting that tomorrow my entire job is going to change and I'm working with a new team, that's not okay with me. But if you give me three or four weeks notice or even two months notice saying, hey, this opportunity has come up. We want you to work with this team. We're just giving you the heads up now. Then that kind of gives me, okay, I can prepare for that. You know, I like those people. I'm good with that. But when you tell me the day of or the day before, that doesn't give me enough time to mentally prepare for the change. Even the move, like I started talking about this two years ago, And I still kind of have panic attacks sometimes where I think, oh my goodness, everything is changing. You know, my job is changing. I'm going to have a new home. My dad is being moved. Everything is changing at once. And I actually get really bad anxiety about it. But at the same time, I'm also looking forward to the change. And it's something I need at this time in my life. I think I'm going to end there because that's about the uh, 27-minute mark. I'm keeping an eye on the counter here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of my Mostly Single podcast. And I'm going to be covering more topics like this about change and conflict resolution and things I've dealt with in my personal relationships. I'm going to be chatting about entertainment, things happening in the news and in uh, you know, the Buffy universe and x-files because i'm watching the show over and over again and um yeah just little things as they come up every day so again 
If you want to read some of my articles or my blog writings, you can head over to www.mostlysingle.com. This is Wendy, and I want to thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a wonderful day.